The quote of the day is, Many neglect to lay up for themselves a treasure in heaven by doing good with the means that God has lent them. They distrust God and have a thousand fears in regard to the future. Like the children of Israel, they have evil hearts of unbelief by Ellen G. White. We're going to break this conversation down into three parts. Mm -hmm. And the first, we're going to talk about what is faith. Mm -hmm. The second, we're going to talk about faith and the problem of fear. And then last, we're going to talk about biblical solutions to keep our faith strong. Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. Available on Spotify, Apple, Google, podcast platforms. My name is Lauren, and I'm so excited to be joined with Hannah today. Hannah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm currently in my third year um, at McMaster University. I'm studying automation engineering, and I'm part of several ministries, such as Cornerstone, um, the group, the ACF group over at Mac, and I'm just excited to be here. (laughs) That's awesome. So today we're going to be exploring how we can overcome fear through faith. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people say to us, oh, if you just have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. If this is what you want, God will provide. Just Mm -hmm. pray about it. Have Mm -hmm. faith. And sometimes we hear this and we believe what they're saying to us, but there's there's something in the back of our mind that's saying there's there's a barrier. And that barrier is fear. Mm -hmm. It's something that comes into our lives constantly, and it's something that we really need to learn to overcome. So to start off, we Mm -hmm. need to talk about what is faith. We Mm -hmm. need to get down into the nitty-gritty of it to obviously open up this conversation. So I'm going to have Hannah read from Hebrews 11, verse 1, and we're going to find out what faith means. For sure. All right. So Hebrews 11, verse says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Hmm. The proof of what is not seen. And that is very hard for humans, I think. A lot of times people say, well, give me the proof. I want to see it to believe it, right? And so God is saying to us, no, no, no. Having faith in me is believing in what is not seen. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of talk about that a little bit because even though we can't see God, he's not visually there in front of Mm -hmm. us. I personally, when I'm walking in creation and nature, that's how I see God. It may not Mm -hmm. be that traditional visual representation but when i see leaves and tree it's fall the trees mm-hmm. are um, changing colors the leaves are changing i think that's beautiful and i think i see god in that yeah. and that's kind of where my faith grows yeah right for sure. yeah i agree i think it's almost kind of like magic what people um call magic i call god you know there's nothing there's nothing of just left to this world right i feel like that's god like you said in nature it's magical and and just simply in people right and and certain things that you would never expect to do i feel like that's that's where i see god and what people would generally consider oh that was a coincidence or oh wow i just got lucky i'm like no that was god (laughs) yeah yeah and it's beautiful i think that faith is something that is really extraordinary that we should really um, invest time to. Mm-hmm. So a story I want to open with, it's a story about Abraham and Isaac, and mm-hmm. it's found in Genesis 22 verses mm-hmm. one to nine. I'm just going to read through it here. Mm-hmm. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. 
Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the, pal- and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of this burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything for him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Wow. So, you know, very long, but very powerful. There's so Mm -hmm. many instances in this verse where it just talks about Abraham without question is like, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go. Yeah. He, God says to Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, his mm-hmm. one and only, his, his son. Yes, yeah. And Abraham, he goes. And I, I mean, I think that's like the biggest example of faith yeah, that is sure. really there. Mm-hmm. And you were saying you were um, studying a little bit last night kind of about this topic actually. Mm-hmm. So let's see you. Yeah. Um, so I think it's something First of all, the story is incredible. Like, it, obviously, it's like the most drastic form of faith that we can explore, right? And just even in being in Isaac's place, and like slowly, like every like from the step of the journey, like you're taking, you had the wood, you had this, you have everything, but where was the lamb? And you're asking your dad, like, um, so where's where's the sacrifice? Like, I don't see it. Like, we're going to sacrifice something, but what is it? And then your dad's like, um, don't worry, God will provide. And then you get to the altar and ultimately you come to realize that <laughs> you're that sacrifice I can't even imagine so he was putting his face his faith in in his dad and Abraham was putting his faith in God and that's that's the same um rule we should follow as well putting our faith in God entirely and what I was reading last night is actually something incredible. It was, um, I think it was like Psalms 119. I forget the verse, but it was talking about how the lamp, um, and actually let me pull it up so I can, yeah, I can, course. I have it on my phone so I can show you guys. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path, mm. right? And generally when we talk about this light like I feel personally from my experience I've always thought that this light was going to be so clear so evident you know like at one point in my life this light or God is going to just like put out my like my plan for my life and I'm just going to know what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life and what I was learning is that this light that they're referring to isn't a light that lights up a whole room it refers to a little lamp that, like a little candlelight that literally just shines your next step, like the path that you're on. And that was incredible because if you read 
throughout the whole story of Abraham, God didn't set out his whole blueprint. He didn't know that he eventually was going to be, you know, father to all these nations and that he was going to have a son. And then he, eventually he was going to have to sacrifice him as well. He literally just said, get your stuff, pack your stuff, you're moving. And Abraham went. And so that's, that's the same thing, especially um, concerning God's plan for our lives. He's never going to lay out the whole blueprint. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And, and that's that. He's always guiding literally our next step. And that's, that's his light. And that's the strategy God has. Because otherwise, if he laid out the whole blueprint, we wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't need him. We wouldn't seek out for him. If we knew the whole thing from the start, why would we refer to God? Why would we need to trust him? So it's something that I I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, now see, this makes sense. So I'm not supposed to know everything and that's okay. And I feel like that's the one thing that a lot of, especially young people were like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I don't know anything. And pressures of social media, telling us that we we have to like, you know, know what we're doing now. And like, we have to have our whole life set out, have a plan. God has it. It's not, it's not up to us to know it entirely just now, but we have to trust him and that's where faith lies. Yeah, and that, that's, that, all of that was powerful, <laughs> yeah. of course, but I really like, having faith is not necessarily knowing what's next, Exactly. but putting that trust in God mm-hmm. to know that he has your back. Exactly. I love that. That's exactly. really great. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I would like to now talk mm-hmm. about another story in the Bible that it's, it's so short. When I looked it up, I said, wait a minute, this is only two verses, essentially. This is like a huge story that we all learned growing up. And Mm -hmm. it's about the bleeding woman. It's found in Matthew 9, Mm -hmm. verse 20 to 22. And we're just going to have Hannah read that for us. Yeah, 20, right? Yes. Yes. So just then, a woman who had suffered from bleeding for 12 years approached from behind and touched the end of his robe. For she said to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be made well. Jesus turned and saw her. Have courage, daughter, he said. Your faith has saved you. And the woman was made well from that moment. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that story. I mean, this is a woman who is, you know, she's suffering. It's been, I think, 12 years of just this this illness, essentially. Mm -hmm. And she sees Jesus and she has enough faith And again, this is about talking about things that you don't necessarily know, things you haven't seen, but she's Mm -hmm. heard. Mm -hmm. And she says, all I have to do is touch this, his garment, not even him. If I could just touch his garment, garment. I'll be healed. Like that's, that's powerful. That's where I would like to be for sure. And especially like you said, emphasizing the 12 years, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of us can enter illnesses, can enter, enter ruts and cycles in our life and we've just been in them for so long that it's hard to have faith after that you know it's hard to find something to actually believe in and and she's a perfect example of that 12 years carrying that burden and she still managed to to just be like even if I just touch his garment like I'll I'll be I'll be saved and and that's something that we have to somehow embody you know no matter how hard or how long our struggle is um, we have to resort to Jesus, right? And, and faith. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually perfect kind of segue <laughs> into our next part, because mm-hmm. we're talking about how you were mentioning how she had this for 12 years. She probably had fear in her mm-hmm. that 
she didn't at this point let get in her way. She was able to break down that barrier. So now we're going to figure out how did, how do we break down that barrier of faith uh, or that barrier of fear? fear. Excuse oh, me. Don't break down the barrier of faith. We want to build up the faith. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to read another little bit of a long um, verse here, mm-hmm. but it's a very powerful story about faith and fear and how fragile humans are when it comes to fear and faith, even when Jesus is literally right in front oh, of you. Uh, this story is found in Matthew 14, verse 25 to 32. It goes as follows. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to walk to command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Mm. I just, when I read the story, it puts me into Peter's into Peter's kind of foot foot because mm-hmm. if I was on the boat and I saw something walking on the water I probably would be like the disciples too thinking what is that mm-hmm. uh, there's something coming towards us this Run. is not normal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as soon as you recognize it's mm-hmm. Jesus you get excited you're yeah. like oh my like it's Jesus woohoo like mm-hmm. you're excited and you ask can I come to you yeah and he says, yes. And in that initial stage, you're so excited that you just, you jump out of the boat and your fear is not there. But then all of a sudden you're on the water and you take your eyes off Jesus and you fear just floods you mm-hmm. and you begin to sink. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be on literal water. This is, a, mm-hmm. this is in people's lives. When we're excited about a job and we know mm-hmm. it's the one for us, so we're at the interview mm-hmm. and then we leave it and we just have this sense of, is this for me? Yeah. Doubt comes in, fear comes into our mind and it's because... We, we looked away. We didn't keep our faith and our mm-hmm. confidence. Weeks go by. The phone hasn't rung. Mm-hmm. We're like, we need this job. Yeah. But we don't remember We don't remember in that time that God has our back. Exactly. Right? Exactly, yeah. It's just like essentially taking your eyes off the prize. Mm-hmm. You lose focus of what your main goal is or what your center should be, which in our case is, is Jesus. And in all things, right? Um, remembering, that, like you said, that he, he has our backs. And it's it's so crazy how it can change in a split second. Just like Peter, like, like you can be not even thinking about like any other like secular things, like anything that could go wrong. You're just thinking, wow, like you're just consumed by by his love and his grace and then all of a sudden it's like a little voice comes in or or something happens or somebody says something or you see something and you're triggered and then fear floods you like you said um and it's something that is it's hard to avoid because we're kind of it, it, it hits us from all different angles, especially in this world. And we don't even realize that it's fear. Sometimes we see things, again, referring back to social media, like we see things um, like people our age, maybe already living on their own, having all these cars, having this job, having this and that. And we're like, wait, we don't have that yet. Or like, I don't have that yet. Am, am I falling behind? Am I not doing something right? And all these thoughts are are just building up on this fear. It's like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not doing something right or like, where's my life going to lead to? So it's really hard because sometimes it's even 
it's hard to identify fear itself. And we don't even come to realize it un until like we're already too deep into it. Um, so I think, again, it's about keeping our eyes focused on the prize, which, which is Jesus and, and concentrating on our faith rather than, than that fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like what you talk about um, with social media. Obviously, that's that's a huge presence. Yeah. And not even just young people's lives, yeah. but also older adults. Oh, for sure. My, yeah. my uh, grandma, she's on Facebook. She loves yeah. Facebook, always messaging me, <laughs> sending me things. And I'm like, grandma, this is a scam, you know? <laughs> yeah. And same with my, my parents. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're, we're all on social media. Yeah. And sometimes we think about fear mm -hmm. and we think that it's this huge thing. Like it has to be, oh, like there's... Like you're paranoid. You're yeah. like, no. But it can be very small. We, I don't yeah. think we realize how s little fears kind of control how we do things mm -hmm. when we're using the example of social media sometimes just posting something oh yeah you get nervous if you're thinking about oh i really want to be more spiritual mm -hmm. and i want to show my my friends my followers on my uh social media accounts that i love god mm -hmm. and you write out this really great little um monologue under mm -hmm. your picture of the tree or whatever it yes. is about god's nature and how he's done so much for you and then in the back of your mind there is a little thing that's saying do I really want to be this transparent about this to my friends on social media who most, most of them probably and then you're like, don't oh. even know I'm a Christian. Exactly. And so that's fear. Yeah. yeah. And that is something that is getting in the way of that perfect faith mm -hmm. that we're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to remember that in your daily life, when little things you see are kind of popping up and getting your way, I think it's important to recognize that mm -hmm. and remember, put my eyes on Jesus Yes, because this fear is going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to overrun me. And even though it doesn't seem huge yep. at the moment, it could really take over your life. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. So we're going to have another verse about fear. We're going to talk a little bit more about what this word means and how it affects our lives. Um, it's from 1 John 4, verse 18. Hannah's going to read that for us to discuss kind of about love and fear, how mm -hmm. those guys intermix. <laughs> yes. Okay, so 1 John says, There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. See, I like this verse. I like where it mm -hmm. says, fear involves, my, my version, New King James, it says, mm -hmm. fear involves torment. Mm -hmm. Or as you said, a fear of punishment. Punishment, yeah. And that kind of brings me back to, you mm -hmm. know, being a kid. Mm -hmm. And you know you did something you're not supposed mm -hmm. to do. And you're afraid of the consequence. You're afraid of that punishment. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning of the verse, it talks about perfect love. Mm -hmm. When I think about love, I, I read this verse and I, I think that God casts out fear because mm -hmm. God is love. Yep. And anytime the Bible is talking about love, it can always be used to just be another word for God. Mm -hmm. And so it essentially says there is no fear in God, mm -hmm. but his perfect perfectness yep. casts out that fear. Mm -hmm. And so when we do have fear and it's involving punishment, torment, that's coming from one person. And if it's not coming from God, mm. it's coming from another guy. Exactly. <laughs> Satan. Yes. And it's important to address that because I think it can actually bring us some peace mm -hmm. when it's happening to remember that, wait a minute, this is not coming from mm -hmm. God. Yep. This is coming from the other person that I don't want yeah, in my life. And exactly. so you can address it. Exactly. I feel like that's something important to first initially recognize as well, because a lot of the times we're like, okay, God's putting these obstacles in my life in order to test me or like he's trying to punish me for something that I did wrong or this and that. But God is love. Like he does, does not want any of that. 
right for us for anybody like he wouldn't he he uses certain circumstances or certain situations that we've gotten ourselves into right but and he is able to you know make something out of that and make us learn and grow from that but he never does any of that intentionally and i think that's something very very important to realize is that those those fears and that punishment doesn't come from god um because when we start to think that we start to think of like this this evil character and this uh, you know fear fearful god that 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 sometimes builds and characterize in in a lot of stories and in culture um and and that's not the case and that's actually a very yeah. that's a very good point because if we think about other cult like um greek mythology for mm-hmm. example their oh. gods i mean their gods are they're like, horrible <laughs> horrible i what was i watching i don't remember it was a movie but it was talking about like greek mythology and um it was something about like originally like obviously this is all mythological uh, mytho- mytho- i can't speak <laughs> you know um originally like people were were one like we were in pairs so like a, a body had like two heads and like two hearts and it, they were put together and they were whole and they were perfect and they didn't need anything else and then the gods they were they were like no we we want to be we want to be needed or we want to be like you know um <laughs> like we need people to follow us mm-hmm. so they split like the bodies in half and so that's where like the the soulmate um mm. kind of thing that's created came from is that you know you now your whole life just revolves around <laughs> searching for your soulmate that you were like cut off from but yeah that's those are the gods that that are created by by you know again culture like these other sorts of you know religions and that we're supposed to fear you know that that are cruel Mm. that are mean that literally ripped well you know ripped them apart from their from their other half um and that's not the case yeah Yeah. and it's it's crazy because it goes to show that when man is creating something Mm -hmm. we're using fear as the first thing we think that if there if there is some being in the sky Mm -hmm. that they have to not like us and that that we're just essentially their beings that they made were inferior left here yeah exactly i mean there are so many stories i think greek mythology is like one of the most interesting things to study i mean Mm -hmm. zeus he's eating these some of these gods are eating babies so (laughs) so, that's not that's not our god yeah it's it's pure And, and the whole role of, of humans, of humanity, mm-hmm. was to serve gods and to appease them, mm-hmm. to appease the gods. Yep. And the Bible sometimes, I think people get con- confused or conflicted when it talks about um, fearing God, mm-hmm. to, be fear- to be fearful of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we take that word fear and we put it into the context that we know it today, which is to be afraid of something yep. like we're talking about that takes you off course and makes you anxious, makes you shake. Yeah. But when it talks about being fearful of God, it's talking about that respect yes. for God. Yeah. It's talking about knowing that that's, that's not, that's not just your friend. That's, mm-hmm. that's God. Yeah. He yeah. deserves your respect. Exactly. He deserves your, deserves your love. Your all. Um, he deserves all of our praise. Yes. I feel like the perfect example of that is our parents, mm. you know, I can say I fear my parents. Like it's like I, I know if I do something wrong or if I don't meet something that they were supposed to do. It's like if I forget to, you know, empty the dishwasher, oh Lord. You know? Um and I feel like that's the perfect example. Although sometimes we're scared of them, it's 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 not that we genuinely like they're afraid that they're gonna hurt us, obviously not, but it's because, you know, we know that they're they're trying to teach us, you know, they're trying to better us, they're trying to make us help us grow. Um but at the end of the day, it's all out of love. 
right? And and that fear and that respect and that fear is out of respect, right? Because you know they we're, we're supposed to respect our parents. We're supposed to you know they're the ones that care for us, right? And and all of that um, instilling all of that discipline again circles back to love. And I feel like that's the perfect example of that. Yes. yes. No, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. It's it's really great. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to talk about how in 2 Timothy verse 1 to 7, it reminds us that God did not give us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound so, mind. Mm-hmm. See, a sound mind, that's the opposite of fear. Mm-hmm. Because fear a lot of times, a lot of our fears, some of them are rational, but a lot of them are a little bit irrational. Mm-hmm. Our mind takes over because yeah. it's not it's not in that level of being yeah. sound. Yeah, exactly. And so it's important just to always remember to look to God and remember he didn't give us that spirit of fear. Exactly. That's us from Satan. Exactly. I know in, in other versions say sound judgment as mm-hmm. well, right? And so again, in making certain decisions in life, um, remembering that, you know, God has given us that that ability, that power to, you know, remain calm and make our own decisions mm-hmm. and wise, wisely, right? Um, instead of letting fear circle in and and tamper with those. Yeah. And now that we know he hasn't given us that spirit of fear, mm-hmm. I think it's time to figure out some biblical solutions that mm-hmm. we can use to keep our faith strong. Yes. So our first biblical solution, I'm going to read the verse, mm-hmm. uh, Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, mm-hmm. and we'll figure out what the solution is from okay. this verse. <laughs> um, it says, and the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So it says he will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. So what I think this verse is saying to us is remember that God, God's always with you. Mm-hmm. He's not going to leave you. All the time. And this is a really great building, a uh, really great first step to keep your faith strong mm-hmm. and not let fear take over. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in that moment of fear and of anxiety and to think that, wow, God, God's with me. Mm-hmm. That is like, that's peace. That's reassurance. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's all faith. That's mm. the whole concept of faith. Although you can't see him, mm. he is there and he is present. And when you're willing to just open your heart, open to like just the the slight fact that, yeah, he is with you, you will slowly start to see that in your life. You know, you will slowly start to see how he's working, what he's doing, how ultimately, you know, he, he set up certain things. So, you know, he's taking care of you as well. Um, apart from that, I feel like when we're ignorant, we won't ever be able to, to, to see him, you know, to feel him. And that also stumps our faith. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then I want Hannah to read uh, Romans 8, mm-hmm. verse 28. This is a very, this is a very powerful verse. It's one of my <laughs> personal favorites, actually. All right. Romans 8 says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. See, I love that verse mm-hmm. because I translate it into thinking that God can use my mistakes and he can use it for good. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that's a part of, at least for me, I know that's one of my fears is when I make a mistake and I think it's the end all be all, it's mm. going to ruin my life and yeah. I'll never be able to do anything. Yeah. And so when you're actually building that relationship with God and you're building your faith with him, he says, listen, I can use that mistake that you think is going to wreck your life. Mm-hmm. And it could actually be a, the biggest blessing you're going to have. Mm, yes. I think that's amazing. It, it, it truly is. And just just hearing this right now is making me think like, you know what? 
yeah, like, I feel like this is personally something that I'm going to I'm going to apply because sometimes, yeah, we do make mistakes and we just get so caught up in them and we're like, oh, how are we going to recover from this now? Right. And this is truly a, a good application in terms of overcoming that fear from the mistakes we make, knowing that although we made them, God can use them to, to you know, better us even to make us stronger and obviously to help us learn yeah. um, from from what we've done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have God is always with us. Mm -hmm. God can use our mistakes mm -hmm. for good. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going to read Philippians 4 verse 13. Very popular verse. Mm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love that verse. I feel yeah. like that was like the first verse I ever memorized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for the longest time I had it over my bed. Yeah, it's it's something that I could wake up to every day and just like, know, like, OK, I have God and he's giving me the strength. Like I can get through the day. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what's going to happen, what's already happened. I can push through. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's reassurance. It is. And I it think is. that we need that yeah. more than ever is just to like know that you can do anything because mm -hmm. Christ is giving you that strength. Mm -hmm. If you're building your relationship with him and putting him first and mm -hmm. having that faith, like, you can move mountains, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. whenever people talk about, it, I opened it with, um, faith as small as a mustard seed mm -hmm. moving mountains. Like that's crazy. It is. And it's, 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 it's in the Bible. It's, in, it's yep. it may be a little bit of a metaphor, but it's still, <laughs> it's still, it's powerful to know that what that little tiny thing of faith can do and that yeah. with him, all things are possible. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I feel like, uh, something so, people you know from the secular world can understand it is like when you have faith in yourself mm. initially right um the uh, oftentimes in the world we're like okay just have faith in yourself and you'll be able to do it and people come to achieve a lot of great things now imagine if your faith was placed in god hmm. how much more could you accomplish when you're not doing it on your own when you have you know the almighty on your side imagine how much more you could actually accomplish so that's something to think about. I like that. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't give him credit. Nope. We yep. say, oh, I did this. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to say. Mm. You did so good. We all just say, thank you. No, thanks. You, you know, know? We, don't, we don't say praise. You know, I'm trying to learn that mm -hmm. if someone compliments me for something, I say, oh, praise God. You know? Yeah. You know? Instead of saying thank you because it's it, it's praise God. Exactly. It's not coming from me. And God to give the credit he, where it's due. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He gave me this talent or he gave you whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I need, to get, I need to thank him. Mm -hmm. So I yes. love that. Yeah. Um, and so for our last kind of solution, which it, I think this is the most powerful for anyone, whether they've started their Christian walk or they're 70 years into their Christian mm -hmm. walk, this is just, this is, this is Christianity, mm -hmm. the essence of it. And it's coming from John three sixteen. Yeah. Let me just find John. Of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. This is a very popular verse, right? If we don't know it. It's okay. We don't want to mix up the translations. Exactly. We'll read it direct from the Bible. Yeah. All right. John three sixteen says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this, this is focusing on his selfless love. Mm hmm I don't think there's any other example on this planet, in this universe, galaxy, that mm -hmm. gets deeper than that. Yeah. God literally sent his only son, in, and knowing that a lot of people wouldn't choose mm -hmm. 
the free gift of salvation yeah. that was being offered. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. He yeah. would have just the thought that he would have come and died if it was just for me who person. sinned. If yeah. It was just you who sinned. He would have sacrificed that. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Like thinking, thinking of it like in, in terms of a company and you're going to launch like a product and you know, you have all the, like these advisors that are saying, you know what? Nobody's going to buy this. Mm. Maybe like one person's going to buy it. Like it's not worth it. For God, it was worth it. Mm. Even if it was saving one soul, yeah. he sent him. And that's, again, that's 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 love. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for one of his, like, you know, sons or daughters, he was willing to sacrifice his only son. And I don't know how many of us would actually be willing to give up such a sacrifice, such mm-hmm. such a thing, just for one person. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's that's the bottom line. I yeah. think the bottom line is it's 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 pretty unlikely. Yeah. Parents always talk about how like oh they have this selfless love for their kids, mm-hmm. and so I think that's the most I think that's the relationship that's the most similar, mm-hmm. or that could be used to describe at least the same emotions yeah. as a, a parent with their child that yeah. type of love. Mm-hmm. But even then, God God loves us more than that, mm-hmm. and that's hard to think of because when you think of your parents, you're like, like that's, my parents love me. That's they was the ultimate form of love, right? You know? And yeah. so to think that. God loves us more. That's powerful. It is. Sometimes I just sit there and I really think about that and I just, I can't even envision it, but it just feels amazing. Yes. You know, because it's so, it's so out of like our understanding and our grasp, but just thinking about it, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great note yeah. to end on. So just to kind of recap, we spoke in the beginning on what faith is. Mm-hmm. We decided it's um, the things unseen, things that it's not necessarily that visual proof, exactly. but it's feeling that presence of God. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of went into the story of Peter mm-hmm. uh, walking on the water and how his fear overtook his faith. Mm-hmm. And so he started to sink. We mm-hmm. talked about how that happens to us so many times in our lives where we're not walking on water, we're walking on solid ground but we take our eyes off Jesus and we start to sink because fear mm-hmm. took over. Yep. And so then we talked about kind of some solutions to overcome that. We read four different verses mm-hmm. and the first one, we learned to remember that God's always with us. Mm-hmm. And then the second, we decided to know that God can use our mistakes for good, yep. which is phenomenal. <laughs> Amen. Amen Hallelujah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember that God gives us strength. Yeah. He can give you the strength to climb mountains. If you mm-hmm. need to climb Mount Everest, you can do you it can with do God. It with God, yes. If you need to pass your test, you can do that with God. <laughs> exactly. And then lastly, the most important, I think, is mm-hmm. to just focus on that selfless love that he has for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is a great conversation. Thank you, Hannah, for coming as well. This is I Testify, a conversation station. This is I Testify, and you're listening to the conversation station. <laughs> Available on all podcast platforms.